Today's episode is brought to you by Stat Hero. Stat Hero is the first of its kind daily fantasy sports platform where it's you versus the house in head-to-head fantasy matchups, winner take all. Sign up for free right now at stathero.com/hockey and use the promo code hockey for a 100% deposit match. Okay, let's talk some silly season for right now. Could Kyle Palmieri reunite with the New Jersey Devils and do we want that? And also, what are my thoughts going to be coming into this game against the uh, Nashville Predators? Well, we have a lot to talk about in this episode, so buckle up. You're Locked On Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, this is Bryce Salvador, and you're Locked On Devils with Trey Matthews. Alrighty now, what is up New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, college hockey play-by-play announcer and also Devils writer for Pucks and Pitchforks, Trey Matthews. And let's talk some silly season to begin this day, shall we? So I've been hearing a rumor float around the internet for the past couple days, and it's the possibility of Kyle Palmieri reuniting with the New Jersey Devils. So obviously Kyle Palmieri, former New Jersey Devil, former Anaheim Duck, we know what he brings to this roster. Last year he was packaged away to the New York Islanders in exchange for a couple AHL players and a first round draft pick. Obviously that first round draft pick was the centerpiece of that trade because the New Jersey Devils are a young upcoming team and we just needed to stack up on some draft picks and help build for our future. But that draft pick, obviously the New York Islanders, they were one win away from going to the Stanley Cup Finals. So it wasn't really a high draft pick, but still a first round draft pick. Nonetheless, we ended up picking 29th with that uh, overall pick and that became Chase Stillman. I I know what Chase Stillman is capable of. Maybe he could be a diamond in the rough. Maybe he can become that player that the New Jersey Devils want him to be. Very good offensive player. I'll talk more about him later in this episode. So, but let's uh, gear it right back to Kyle Palmieri. So obviously the New York Islanders, they've taken like 10 steps backwards. For every uh, step forward they take, they take two steps back. And it's just been a complete disastrous season for the New York Islanders. And quite honestly, I did not see that one coming. So I'm not sure what I was missing, but I said at the beginning of the year that uh, the New York Islanders, I thought they were a guaranteed lock to make it into the playoffs out of the Metropolitan Division. And, you know, uh, last year they played rather well late in the playoffs without their captain Anders Lee so I was just like okay they got Lee back Zajac obviously retires maybe I'm missing something or two but I really thought the Islanders would at least be back to what they were last season so come the trade deadline I would expect for them to make a few moves and obviously like I said at the beginning of this episode could Kyle Palmieri reunite with the New Jersey Devils so I'm gonna break down the overall trade what his contract is like his age how does he fit in and then I'm gonna give my overall verdict in the second segment And then in the third segment, I will preview tonight's matchup between the New Jersey Devils and the Buffalo Sabres. So let's look at the overall narrative. And is it possible for Kyle Palmieri to have a reunion party with the New Jersey Devils organization? And quite honestly, do we even want that? That's sort of my preview. So over the offseason, Kyle Palmieri signed a four-year, $20 million extension to remain with the Islanders organization. Obviously, I'm sure he signed that extension intending that the Islanders were going to be a competitive playoff team in a bit of while since Kyle Palmieri had gotten some playoff action obviously with the New Jersey Devils organization wasn't really going anywhere so I'm sure he was happy to sign that uh, long-term extension to remain with them so he will not become an unrestricted free agent until the 
2026 offseason in which he'll be 34 years of age. So speaking of which, currently Kyle Palmieri is 30 years old. He will turn 31 in February. So it kind of just puts that in, in the minds like, you know, look, Kyle Palmieri, we know what he's capable of bringing, but he's getting up there in age a little bit. But I still would say, you know, despite his struggles, he's sort of in his quote unquote prime. I, I know that's uh I know that's kind of a hot thing to say, especially with the season he had last year and uh how he's having it this year with the Islanders. Maybe he's falling out of his prime uh slowly but surely or maybe in this case rapidly. But uh last season with the New Jersey Devils organization he appeared in thirty four games, excuse me. He had eight goals, nine assists for a grand total of seventeen points. And then uh when he went to the Islanders he appeared in seventeen games. He had two goals, two assists for a grand total of four points. He stepped up his game in the playoffs so in 19 uh, playoff appearances he had seven goals two assists for a grand total of nine points the last time he played in the playoffs w- was about three seasons ago when the New Jersey Devils made it got gentlemen swept by the Tampa Bay Lightning he appeared in five games had one goal two assists for a grand total of three points so uh, Kyle Palmieri we know what he uh, brings to the table he's a winger and uh, when looking at the overall roster structure for the New Jersey Devils, and look, I know this is a little bit of a hot take, especially with what Kyle Palmieri has done so far in his career, whether it was for uh, Anaheim or the New Jersey Devils organization. His best season was arguably the 2015-2016 season in which he was able to tally 57 points and he had 30 goals, 27 assists for that total, and he had a plus-minus of plus three. This season, he is struggling mightily, but you you can make the argument saying that it's probably just the Islander system and their own overall team play because you know we, we've seen players who struggle on very poor teams however when they go to a new organization or just a new system they tend to do a little bit better so this so far this year he has appeared in 22 games he has one goal six assists for a grand total of seven points and he has a plus minus of minus 10 so you know he he like i said he's struggling mightily and i just said a mouthful so Overall, when we're looking at our uh, line combinations, so I'd say our top six is, for the most part, pretty much locked. I think the only position that's not guaranteed is our um, uh, right wing position on our second line because you got, for our top line, you got Heizer, Zaka, and Brat. Then for our second line, you got Hughes, Janssen, and Sharon Govich. And then for our bottom six, you got Mercer and Tatar and VC. And then for the fourth line, which is our energy line, you got McLeod, Quokinen, and Bastion. So you kind of want to keep uh, Bastion and McLeod together. Uh, Quokinen once he starts to improve he'll go up and down the lineup hopefully he steps up his game but you know with the surgeons of Andreas Janssen Pavel Zaka has had his moments Jesper Brat arguably one of our best scorers on the team so far tops on our team in points and then he's our captain Jack Hughes our best player I don't really see Quokinen getting back into the top six I even said at the beginning of the year and then um, for uh, our, our third line I think that's the best line where you could put Kyle Palmieri quite honestly look I know Kyle Palmieri when he was with the Devils organization especially when we were going straight into rebuilds he was playing on the top six he was playing heavy minutes he was one of our uh, players that we relied on despite him uh, starting the year last year with uh, what he had like zero goals within the first 11 games of the year and then uh, all of a sudden he started to do well against the Boston Bruins like look I I get that Kyle Palmieri is uh, is a good player and he has the capability of playing on the top six but for what uh, his numbers are showing right now and for what the Devils are doing currently uh, if we were to hypothetically trade for Kyle Palmieri 
I would put him on the bottom six, quite honestly. I would put him on that third line, and I would uh, move VC down to the fourth line and then maybe make Quokin in a healthy scratch. I know, I get it. Like I said, there's just so much you could do with it. So I would move Tatar to the left wing, and then I would put uh, Kyle Palmieri on the right wing at his natural position. So, um, you know, there there's that right there. But, uh, yeah, that, that's how I would do it. That's how I would construct the lineup. But then again, we might uh, have to include VC in the trade package deal in order to get Kyle Palmieri. So that's the thing. How do we get Kyle Palmieri? Because... I'm sure the uh, Islanders are going to be looking for something because, look, Kyle Palmieri is a good player. That's why they signed him to a four-year, $20 million extension. And and that's another thing is, like, do we really want that on our roster? Like, do we want that kind of big contract, and especially with the numbers that Kyle Palmieri is putting up currently? Well, I'm getting a little ahead of myself. I'll talk about that in the second segment. But let, let's just talk about who we would potentially have to give up. So, I don't know what the Islanders are going to want. Obviously, you know, they were a playoff team last year. Currently, they're struggling, and um, they, I'm sure that they don't want to have a full rebuild. This is probably maybe just a quote-unquote fluke year for them where they're just struggling mightily. They're going to try to maybe uh, attempt to get back to the playoffs next year. They do have a lot of talent on their roster, but uh, who would we have to give up? So if I had to give up a player on our roster, I'm sorry. If I'm Tom Fitzgerald and I'm calling up my buddy Lou, I'm just like, look, I know, you know, you, you have a history of wanting some of our decent players, but this time around, look at Kyle Palmieri's uh, age. He's he's going to turn 31. Look at how his production has fallen off the last few years, and look where uh, you're at as a team right now. Look at those three factors. Look at his age, look at his numbers, and look at where your current team state is at. So I would just be like, look, you're not getting a decent player. I'm not going to give you, like, Janssen. I'm not even going to give you Sharon Govich, despite Sharon Govich struggling this year. I'm going to say... Look, do you want VC or Quokinen, or do you want both, quite honestly? And you know what? Uh, if I had to throw in a draft pick, I'm not throwing in a first-round draft pick, and I'm not throwing in a second-round draft pick. At the most, I am going to throw in a third-round draft pick. And as Rick Harris from Pawn Stars would say, I'm taking all the risk. So, uh, quite honestly, that's what I would offer. I know that's not the best deal, and, and I'm sure Lou would just hang up the phone before the, uh, Tom Fitzgerald finished making that offer. But... I'm sorry, that, that's all I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you Jimmy VC. I'm going to give you Yanni Kwokinen, and I'm going to give you a third-round draft pick for Kyle Palmieri. But uh, then again, I know the logistics of the contracts, they're, they're, there's definitely going to be more to it, and it's not going to be that simple. But if I'm Tom Fitzgerald, that's basically where I would start off at and then maybe work my way up just a little bit. But quite honestly, you know, if I'm just giving him someone like Kwokinen or um, someone like VC, it's just like, look, Look at Kyle Palmieri's age, look at the state of your team, and look at his overall production, and look at what you're paying him as well. So, you know, when I'm looking at those kind of things, I'm just like, look, I'm not really willing to give you one of my top prospects. I'm not willing to give you even a subpar prospect because we need those for the future. Look at what the Utica Comets are doing right now. I want as many players to choose from uh, in the future next year because Kyle Palmieri is not going to be a long-term solution for the New Jersey Devils, especially since we're nowhere near being contenders. Like, we're trying to be a fringe playoff team right now. And, uh, you know, Kyle Palmieri, uh, he's a good player and all. Maybe he can provide the leadership. But at the same time, is that your long-term answer? And, you know, I, I would ask the Islanders that. And uh, I'm sure they would ask the Devils that. And I'm just like, that's why we're giving you the down low for him. And we're giving you this draft pick. Because, remember, when we traded you Zajac and Paul Mary, you gave us a draft pick because... 
uh, the, here was the, the logistics of it. We were a struggling team. We were trying to get rid of Paul Mary and Zajac. They were kind of eating away minutes for our young guys. Um, you know, Kyle Paul Mary wanted the extension, but we weren't willing to give them big money. And, um, you know, at, at the same time, we were just trying to focus on our rebuild and that first round draft pick was what we kind of needed because like I said that ended up becoming Chase Stillman and currently uh, playing for the OHL uh, being an assistant captain he has appeared in 19 games he has nine goals seven assists for a grand total of 16 points his plus minus can be improved he's at a minus seven currently but I I'm sure you know he'll he'll get that better but you know Chase Stillman like I've said before in this episode and like I've said before uh, in a previous episode and also uh, I, I wrote about this for the hockey writers while I still worked for them. Uh, I, I said that Stillman has potential, so hopefully he could be that diamond in the rough for the New Jersey Devils and uh, you know be that solid pickup because we essentially traded Travis Zajac and Kyle Palmieri, two veteran guys, for Chase Stillman's uh, play. So just putting that out there. So like I said, if, if I'm Tom Fitzgerald, that's where I would kind of start off because I'm not going all out for Kyle Palmieri, quite honestly, guys. And if Lou hangs up the phone, I'm just going to be like, whatever, I tried. But, you know, uh, j just looking at that, I'm sure it would be unlikely to happen. But, you know, I've seen crazier things happen. So uh, in the next segment, I'm going to be giving my overall opinion as to should we actually pursue uh, the trade? Should we actually go through with it? Should it be a top priority? You probably already know what my answer is going to be, but still fun to do. And you know what's also fun to do? Play fantasy hockey. So no one plays daily fantasy sports to lose. Winning feels so much better, but traditional fantasy sports are a long-term losing proposition because you never know who or what you're going up against. Stat Hero is the first of its kind daily sports platform where it's you versus the house in a head-to-head -head matchup winner take all and here's the crazy part stat hero shows you their lineups before you play and you handpick the team you want to face one-on-one -on -one. this never before seen innovation of a fantasy sports and sports bidding hybrid has stat hero players clocking odds that are over four times better why because you don't have to compete against thousands of experts of unknowns stat hero puts you in control of your fate so with stat hero you're in control of the stakes you decide how much you're going to play for and stat hero has no choice but to take it because they're daring you to beat them stat hero head-to-head -head is the daily fantasy should be one-on-one -on -one. so sign up for free right now at stathero.com hockey and use promo code hockey for a 100% deposit match that's stathero.com hockey use the promo code hockey for a 100% match once again stathero.com hockey promo code hockey terms and conditions apply and now the second live read comes from stance so i'm not sure you guys are aware of this or not but i am big into fashion i love the stance brand i've seen nba players rock them on the court before they are really comfortable and they're really fashionable they have all sorts of you know unique designs so founded in 2009 stance apparel represents a radical reinvention of socks underwear and active apparel with a sharp focus on comfort quality and creativity stance brings an atypical aesthetic alongside some of a pop culture's hottest collaborations for the ultimate style and self-expression because everything you wear should be a direct extension of who you are and how you feel so look guys stance has all sorts of collaborations so uh, they have batman they have the goonies star wars the office harry potter disney marvel bob marley mlb like i said nba like th this is where i've heard about their brand before they are just so comfortable so i remember when i used to play basketball i would always wear stance socks because they were just so comfortable and it gave me uh, a sense of expression so uh i love i love stance they're just 
just uh, a feel-good uh, piece of clothing to wear. So Stance believes that the perfect fit matters more than everything, that those who feel good do good. So go see yourself, register for an account at Stance.com and get 50% off your purchase. Use the promo code LOCKEDON and check out to apply. Enjoy the color and comfort of a less ordinary with Stance. Once again, Stance, big on comfortability, big on self-expression, Two big things that I uh, love for in a fashion object. So let's talk more about Kyle Palmieri and let me give you guys my final verdict on the trade. Should the New Jersey Devils try to pursue Kyle Palmieri? And here is my hand answer. It is going to be a hard pass for me. I do not want Kyle Palmieri to return for the New Jersey Devils. Now before you guys come knocking on my doorstep, pointing your pitchforks at me, let me just uh, say this. Okay, let's think about this. Other from a reunion standpoint, what will Kyle Palmieri provide for us? Like, yeah, you could say leadership, but at the same time, I feel like we have a lot of leadership on this team. You know, you got Jack Hughes. He's rising as a leader. We have our captain, Nico Heizer. You got Dougie Hamilton. He's one of the most up-and-coming defensemen in the NHL. So uh, you also got P.K. Subban, former Norris Trophy winner. And then you got someone like um, uh, Miles Wood, who will definitely whip you into shape when need be, just as Bastion McLeod. So overall, like, I, I just don't think Kyle Palmieri reuniting with the New Jersey Devils is the best option just because he won't provide us really really uh, much of anything because he's 30 years of age he'll be turning 31 you heard what Travis Ajax said over the summer during the playoffs he said like if you were under the age of like 24 or so you didn't fit in with the New Jersey Devils and I just don't think Kyle Palmieri is really going to fit in with us because I there's just not really something that I want from Kyle Palmieri and his production is going down remember like I said earlier in this episode it took Kyle Palmieri 11 or so games for him to get his first goal of the year and then and he started to do well against the Boston Bruins. And like I said, you know, I love Palms. I love what he brought to the organization. But I just think this is just going to be more of like a headline thing if we were to pursue a trade for Kyle Palmieri because he's not a long-term solution. What is he going to bring to our organization in four years when his contract is up? And that's another thing. His contract is very expensive. Four years, $20 million? I, I I just don't think that's going to really cut it on this roster because when we're looking at the overall contracts, our most expensive player is P.K. Subban, signed to an eight-year, $72 million deal. Then you got Jack Hughes. He's recently signed an eight-year, $64 million extension. Then you got Dougie Hamilton, seven-year, $63 million. So uh, all in all, uh, he would be our uh, sixth most paid player if we were to hypothetically trade for him because he would be below Damon Severson. Severson is signed to a six-year, $25 million deal. And then after Severson, it starts to get a little cheaper. Then you got Andreas Janssen signed to a four-year uh, $13.6 million deal. So overall, I'm just seeing like we have really everything to lose and nothing to gain if we get Paul Mary back. And, you know, based on his contract and his overall production, like I said, you can make the argument that the Islanders aren't really a good team right now. So his numbers don't really, uh, you know, do him justice. But at the same time, let me read you his stats again. 22 games played, one goal, six assists for a grand total of seven points and a plus minus a negative 10. And you want that to be your sixth most paid player on the roster? Seriously? Absolutely not. And who would we trade uh, in order to get Kyle Palmieri? Like, what, what's it going to take to get Kyle Palmieri off the Islanders roster? You know, you know, Lou is going to play hardball, in my opinion, just because, like, you know, Kyle Palmieri is a good player. The uh, Islanders are trying to, uh, you know, get back into the playoffs next year. I don't think they can really salvage this year. But at the same time, it's just like, uh, who, who would I want to trade in order to get Kyle Palmieri? And the answer is, 
I don't really want to give up any of our uh, above average players. And I really don't want to give up any of our prospects for a guy who's getting older. His production is going down. And uh, quite honestly, you know, we, we would have him sign long term and he won't be an unrestricted free agent until the 2025 and 2026 season. Are, are we expecting to go to the Stanley Cup finals by then? Like, quite honestly, like, well, you know, I hope so. But, you know, just based on where we're at right now, you know, I can't really foresee that. And it's just like, you know, is he really the long-term solution? So other than, you know, it being a good headline and a good feel-good story and just a good uh, reunition kind of thing, I really don't see the benefit of going after Kyle Palmieri. That's my personal opinion, and that's my two-cent opinion on it. I just think we should steer clear of Kyle Palmieri and just steer clear of our feelings because this is a sport of business, and we have to make the business decision. Do not make it an emotional decision. And I think uh, trying to obtain Kyle Palmieri, I don't think it really does us any justice. And quite honestly, guys, I think we're just better off without him right now. We got Chase Stillman. He's up and coming. That's who we essentially traded uh, Kyle Palmieri married for that uh, first round pick in uh, the in this uh, year's NHL draft so I think uh, we're good for the time being and quite honestly I just don't want to give up a draft pick even if it, it would be at most a third round uh, pick because like I said we'd be taking all the risk quite honestly like do, do you really want to trade Quoken in do you really want to trade VC like I said VC might not be the most impressive player but his impact is there and then for Quoken in I, I, I would much rather Quoken in try to you know salvage what he was able to do last year while playing Playing for uh, the Jack Hughes line versus like, you know, look, I get he's struggling this year, but at the same time, I, I do see some upside in Quokinen's game. Haven't lost hope on him. That's why I haven't really talked about on this show. But for the most part, I would just stay, steer clear of Kyle Palmieri. But, uh, you know, he might have to grow his beard back out if he's traded to the New Jersey Devils organization. And speaking of uh, beards, if you know someone uh, who has a beard, it needs to get Primal. So maybe you're that guy who has never considered the benefits of treating your beard with products. Primal Origin Oils will stop the itch and make your beard look healthy and groomed. The products are free from harmful synthetic ingredients and with low impact on our planet. Primal Origin Oils makes balms, oils, and whipped butter that are renowned as the best feel in beard products available. All products are fair trade certified and handcrafted in the good old U.S. of A. The combo kits make a great holiday gift, and if you're shopping for yourself, you'll be glad you did. So, uh, you know, like I said, Kyle Palmieri has a beard. He will have to grow it out bushy again because once he was traded to the Islanders, he was forced to shave it due to team policy, but that's completely ridiculous. But if he was ever traded back, I would uh, give him some Primal Origin Oil so that way his beard can be happy, healthy, and once again, fluffy. So we know that every company claims to have the best, but Primal Origin Oils challenges you to compare their ingredients and the feel and beard to the other products you've used. We promise you will see and feel the difference. Remember to use the code Locked on to get your 20% off at primaloriginoils.com. Use the promo code locked on at checkout for 20% off. And now, the fourth and final live read comes from our friends at betonline.ag. Please remember to gamble responsibly. So BetOnline has you covered all season for more props, odds, and lines than ever before. As football season continues to march to the playoffs, BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code LOCKEDON to receive your bonus from basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite 
favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. Visit our friends at Locked On Bets for all your betting needs there as well. Okay, so it is game day for the New Jersey Devils as they're going to be taking on the Nashville Predators. So coming into this game, the Nashville Predators are on a three-game win streak. And the Devils, obviously, like I said in yesterday's episode, uh, arguably played their best 60 minutes of hockey against the Philadelphia Flyers. But then again, it was against the, the Philadelphia Flyers. So we do need to put that out there. And the Nashville Predators are going to be coming off a back-to-back matchup. And uh, they barely uh, snuck away with the victory against the New York Islanders. Speaking of the devil, no pun intended. So they beat them 4-3. to three. So my thing is, is like, you know, could the Nashville Predators be riding in with some momentum? Or are they going to be riding in with fatigue? That's definitely going to be the X factor. Oh, just a heads up, the game will be on ESPN. So Leah Huxtel will most likely be on the call for it. So I- I'm just giving you fair warning. So the last few games have been a very rough stretch for the New Jersey Devils. And uh, when the last time we played the Nashville Predators was November 26th, in which we came out on the losing end 4-2. to two. We were able to score a couple goals, but, you know, let's face it, those goals didn't really do us any justice as that was one of our uh, worst performing games of the year. We just came out lethargic. We came out with no energy. And like, like I said, just one of our worst games of the year. And uh, it, it's up there in top three, if I'm being completely honest. So uh, the National Predators are 15-10-1 coming into this matchup. The Devils are 10-9-5. So when looking at the National Predators and where they're currently uh, stacked up, they're third in the Central. They trail the uh, Wild and the Blues. And they have uh, 31 points total of the year. And then when we're looking at the uh, New Jersey Devils, they're trailing them behind in points. Uh, they have 25 points to the good and they have a like I said a record of 10 9 and 5 so it's just like I'm, I'm kind of struggling to see the bright side of going against the National Predators but the one thing the Devils have going for them is that they play their best game of hockey against the Philadelphia Flyers so if they could keep that up then they'll they're going to be fine but uh, I, I'm just kind of struggling uh, you know making sense of them actually beating the Nashville Predators and uh, if we go uh, into the penalty kill, the thing is we cannot because National Predators, they have one of the top 10 power play percentage in the entire league, and uh, but their penalty kill is not really that good. So if I'm the Devils, I'm trying to get a lot of power play opportunities for us so that way we can improve upon it because... Uh, here's the thing, guys. I always said our penalty kill is not bad. We're, you know, uh, 19th, so it's mediocre. So, but, you know, compared to our, our power play um, th- this season, it's just like, you know, we'll take anything we can uh, get in-, in terms of special teams. But, you know, it- it's not going well so far in that regards. But, um, you know, our power play ranks 28th and the uh, Predators uh, penalty kill is 24th. So, I I think if we want to uh, improve on our power play just a little bit and and keep up what we were doing against the Jets and also uh, the Flyers, remember we weren't given a power play opportunity against the Senators, then we need to keep it going against the uh, Predators and just overall see what uh, the overall impact uh, can do for us just because I think we kind of have that momentum. We're going in the right direction. So if we continue to play like we were doing against the Flyers, I think we'll be fine. But Uh, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I'm not really projecting a win for the New Jersey Devils. In fact, I think they're going to come out on the losing end 3-1 to if I had to predict the final score. So I think tomorrow's uh, uh, game is not going to go well for the New Jersey Devils. And I think we're going to uh, go back to our losing ways. I hope that I'm wrong, but I got to give you guys the honest opinion. And 
I guess my player to look out for will be Jesper Brock because he's been uh, getting a lot of points the last uh, few or so games. So uh, if I want to look at an overall impact, I'm going to look at Jesper Brock and see if he and Nico Heizer can team up once again. So uh, just putting that out there, that's my overall prediction. So let me know what you guys think on Twitter, Locked on Devils. Also, let me know what you guys think about Kyle Palmieri hypothetically being traded back to the New Jersey Devils organization. Would you like to see it? But like I said, guys, try to put your feelings aside and think about this from a business side of things and look at his overall impact, look at his contract, look at his age, look at all the factors, and then get to me. So as for today's episode, that's all the time I have for you guys. So thanks for listening. Continue to stay safe and have a wonderful day, New Jersey. Go Devils, and I will catch you guys in the next episode. Thanks for listening once again.